everybody. What's up? It's Trem McClellan returning with another episode of the Generators Podcast here on the Comedy Here Often Podcast Network. What's happening? You good? Are you good? I can hear you. You're good. You're doing okay. That seems to be the common response for a lot of people is that they're just doing okay, just kind of getting by. And you know what? Doing okay is uh, okay. No one says you got to be great. No one says you got to be awesome during these uncertain times. Uh, anyway, I hope things are going well with you and they're actually better than okay. I really hope that. Uh, got a killer, killer episode up for you this week. Um, I God, I met uh, Daniel Graves a couple of years ago. He was on the podcast just on his own. Him and I sat and talked about some uh, some of the Watchmen's work over the years and uh, some of his solo stuff. But now he has returned with another member of the Watchmen, Joey Serlin, and they have a fantastic duo called Serlin Graves. And they have a brand new album out. It's coming out this week, May 28th. It drops. Uh, I've already pre-ordered it on the old Spotify. Um, it's called Sad Songs for Sale. I got an advance uh, listen to it, and it is incredible. Some great tracks. You got some stuff in there. You're really going to get a vibe of the Watchmen a little bit in there, but also there's some other stuff in there that's kind of a, a different road for them and uh, incredible stuff. There's some softer stuff in there, too. But I think it's some of their best work. I really, really do. So this episode, I guess, is somewhat of an exclusive, I would say. I mean, I, I, I don't want to just give myself the exclusive tag. But I mean, I think this is what you would call an exclusive. Because I sat down with uh, both Joey and Danny and got caught up as to how those guys decided to kind of do this uh, duo thing on their own and then we actually went through every single track on the album so if you're a fan and you are going to get this album this week which i know you will or down the road sad songs for sale you can listen to this episode and these guys are going to walk you through pretty much every track on the album some background stories about where it came from little insight on lyrics and um i'll be honest i've heard some interviews with them over the years um and i gotta say i mean you know is this a credit to me is it a podcast or interview, but I really think that uh, this is as uh, vulnerable and uh, as open and honest as they've been on a uh, in an interview or a podcast or kind of a sit down. And so I was uh, I was honored to, that they took the time to uh, to sit down and do that. And um, as I said, this album is incredible. It's something that I think they really, really should be proud of. And I know they are. And uh, if uh, if you are not a fan, you will be a fan after you listen to the new album when it comes out. Um, so anyway, that's uh, this episode. That's what's shaking. Um, I'm doing well. I'm doing good. I'm a stand up big time. Uh, been uh, working on some new material, trying to jot down some ideas. Um, and that's it, you know? Just trying to keep the chops, just trying to stay busy in some way, shape, or form. So uh, you know that's how I'm. That's how I'm coping with it all. Uh, but these uh, fantastic chats and conversations uh, really help. I got to say, in a selfish way, they really help me cope with um, with these times. So um, anyway, that's enough of my rambling. Uh, I now uh, bring you this exclusive, exclusive. Uh, chat with uh, Joey Serlin and Daniel Graves of Serlin Graves. Enjoy. 
let's do this thing. All right, join by the, through the, the the genius of technology. I'm in Halifax, Nova Scotia. You guys are somewhere else in the fucking world. I'm assuming Toronto. Are you both in Toronto? Yes. Both yes. in Toronto. We're, we can't touch each other. Like if I put my hand out here, I, I might no fucking touch you guys. That would be weird. That yeah. is fucking weird. Imagine like you imagine if your hand came into that yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. screen especially. Even if I could, they, <laughs> yeah. even if yeah. I could touch you, man, I, I don't know. I don't know if that would be, if I would be doing that, but just, you know, oh, yeah, I think I mean, you would. I think you're right. I think that's what no one's <laughs> about to touch hugged. everyone anymore. Yeah, exactly. I am joined by, uh, Serlin Greaves, which is the, the new duo, half of the Watchmen. So I'm joined by Joey Serlin and Daniel Graves and gentlemen, I gotta tell you right off the top. Serlin Graves sounds like, like, uh, you remember the movie Sandlot when the, yes. when the baseball went over the fence? It sounds like the name of the old fucking man who would have been living in that house where the oh, dog was, you know, yeah. like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm not going to get that ball. <laughs> yeah. fucking old Serlin Greaves is going to come You know out. who lives there, right? You know who lives there. You heard the story? You know what happened there, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. No one comes out of there after yeah, you go yeah. get the baseball. Yeah. Um, so, gentlemen, how are you? What's how, how are you feeling? What's going on? Joe, start with you. How you doing? Well, I'm okay. I'm okay. I think anybody who says they're great is lying. That's, I believe that's that. my theory. Yeah. I believe that too. I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. Grateful. Good. Everyone's healthy. Um, working hard. Got to take advantage of this, this lockdown and make a, a record with my, my good friend, Daniel there. So I'm okay. Sweet. All right. Yeah. All right, Daniel, what about you? I mean, you beating that or are we playing some kind of uh, happiness poker here right now? Like what, what do you got? Uh, I, no, I, I'm okay. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I'm honestly like, my, my main, my main world is, is uh, I'm, I own a bar in Toronto. And so I've been shut down for months and months and months. Uh, uh, but you know, I, I've, I've said for a long time that, that I'm, I'm, I feel grateful. I'm, I'm better off than a lot of people sort of in this industry. And I've, you know, I've had some, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm trying to look at, I'm trying to look at the, at the reasons why, uh, why I should be grateful. And, and those are, those are kind of, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're trumping all the, all, all the woe is me stories. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm, you know, that, that's sort of where I am. I'm not, I'm not going to lie and say, I'm not hanging by a thread in the bar business or the yeah. rock and roll business, yeah. but, a couple but of, I, there's a couple of solid industries. Right yeah, now. no, I mean, like what we, we are, we are indeed the last rung of the ladder, uh, you know, in terms of rock and roll and, and indoor bar service and all that. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay on the bright side of life. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm better than most. That, that's that that's my talking point <laughs> okay so I'll, I'll say you're both even you just took a longer way around to get in there but I'd yeah i know well, obviously like you to yeah yeah it was the passion was there it's noted about that well let's talk about this right off the top because i i'm a big sports fan my team is shit this year the flames not going to be in the dance at the end of the season here but um is this going to shed a little bit of light for you guys? You got the Jets are in, Leafs mm. are in. Uh, mm -hmm. Predictions. What, what what are people thinking? Oh, gee, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you go first, Joe. I, I, look, I actually know it. I'm, I'm going to say it first. I, I would have preferred uh, Toronto to yeah. Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, but but whatever. You know what? You know what's great about the playoffs is that it's a new fresh. It's a fresh set of downs. Yeah. And and nothing nothing that happened before means uh, means a damn thing. So right. uh, that's that's what I'm going to say, Joe. I'll pass it off to your uh, expertise. No, I would have preferred the the Leafs as well. I think they're more 
subject to a collapse, especially in net. And I don't really want any part of McDavid dry settle right now with what they're doing. Um, I, I think it's going to be the Oilers. I hate to say it because I'm a ridiculously obsessed Jets fan. I haven't missed it, believe it or not. I think I've missed less than 10 games in the last, in the 10 years that they've. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't miss them. I yeah. PBR them. Even if I, even if I have to start it at 1 a.m., I watch it. People say, why don't you just get up early and watch it? And I'm just like, I, I just, anyway. No, then you can so, I, I, I just, I, uh, to Danny's point, anything can happen. I think Hallibuck can steal games if he mm-hmm. but if he can get back to Vezina form. So hey, I'm grateful to be in it and be able to watch it. It'd be exciting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's different, right, with no fans. Like I found that a little bit of an adjustment to get used to, but it is nice to have that escape to take your mind off of shit and kind of just get lost. Mm-hmm. It feels more normal to be like, all right, you're cheering for something kind of mind. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching some of the Raptors last night and they're obviously playing they've played their whole season in the States, but they've got fans back in in the seats yeah. there and it's it's interesting. You know, you, you know what I think is kind of cool about about the way you I mean no fans obviously, and that's that's a big deal. But I just I love how you can hear the guys yelling on the ice. Like yes. you just like the, the audio is different. Where you you like it, you, like somebody scores and you hear no, oh! like you just kind of hear the bench. You hear like it's just kind of it's kind of neat to just sort of hear it like like you know like like they were kids. You know, yeah. like, or the way they chirp the refs, you can hear that. And then you hear the commentary, oh, wait, he's not happy. You know? yeah. <laughs> fucking eyes. <laughs> I thought that would have been a great pitch, right? Like if you had Sportsnet, uh, Sportsnet X, where it's like everyone's mic'd. Yeah. Fucking referee, right. all the players, coaches, and you get to hear everything. It's not for children. You can't yeah, have kids yeah, no, there next no, to no, you. Like, I, would, I would pay a buck or two extra. Yeah. No, I, I love everything. that. Yeah, no, I love it. I, How about I, I a couple, that. was it a month ago that ref, they was mic'd up talking about the even up call? <laughs> right. Before yeah. they threw the commercial. He's like, he was like, he was about to retire. It was his last season, yeah. like a 20 yeah. years. He's waiting veteran. for the gold stick they were going to give us some ceremony. And they're like, no, fuck, Carl, you're done. That was, no, no, that, you're y'all done. know we do it. You can't say it out loud, Carl. Yeah. Y'all know we do make up. Yeah, yeah. You don't tell the world. You don't, you know, too, there was a linesman next to him just pointing, like, yeah. You're, you're alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now, if you watch all the all the linesmen and the and the refs, whenever they talk, they have their hand over their mic. Right. Of course. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Of course. No. Of course. It's like. Yeah. It's like the body cam. It's like it's like the it's like the <laughs> NHL body cam. You got to yeah. turn it off at the right time if you want to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're gonna rub somebody up. You want to cover that you, thing up first. Yeah. You gotta call that. Yeah. <laughs> I need something off. to fog this thing up because I'm about to go over there and do something I shouldn't do. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm excited too, to just kind of get lost in some of that mild, mindlessness, and uh, it also gives me hope that. Uh, that I'll be getting back to live shows as well because I'm here in the East Coast bubble. So numbers are relatively low and uh, I want to get back on stage again because I just, I miss that. Yeah. I miss that energy. I've been offered a lot of, you know, online shows and stuff. And I'm like, you just want me just talking to the screen and I don't know what yeah. you don't even yeah, know if no, you're bombing or not. You have no you know way to open. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're going to go on no, some goddamn radio show the next day and they're like, tell me the last time you bombed. And I'm like, fucking yeah. last night. On- last <laughs> night. Not one person left. <laughs> that I heard. Yeah, yeah. The chat room is telling me that that was funny. I got to read the you're side right. screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you like that one? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, how, so you're not in Calgary anymore. You're you're, you're yeah. doing you're in you're, how long you've been in Halifax for? in Halifax kind of uh, moved just recently so I, I kind of 
the hope not permanently was, though permanently well, no, yeah well the show 22 tapes here records here in Halifax right and so now we wait because it's off season so you have to wait to see if you're coming back and all that shit but right. also just hope that like you can actually play in the bubble and do shows so do new for right. PEI New right. Brunswick whatever and actually tour Alberta I don't think things are going to open up at West anytime no, soon like it's numbers are ridiculous way. right so yeah. just career wise I'm like I'm going to do this for a year and, and see how it goes and uh, good. do it so yeah and Halifax is a great city obviously I mean, there's lots of yeah, yeah lots I love Halifax when going so it's got a little bubble thing going on so that's the gamble that I'm doing right yeah. now so we'll see it's what good happens gamble. good place to be while you're gambling yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back, and as a Newfoundlander it's great to be back next to the ocean again man you know what i mean mm-hmm. like I, you, you realize how much you miss that when you're landlocked for 17 years in, in calgary and just dust punching right. you in the face every single day right. you know? so. we we my wife and i are considering buying there too uh, nice. and um but they want to talk to you if you're from Toronto. <laughs> right. I know. I know. We, we like, just got in under the line, like just under the bubble. Yeah. Like going like, and you know, that a big fucking door is closing and you just roll in underneath it. That's what it felt like. At the yeah. We rented, we had a place lined up to rent. Actually, it was in PEI. Yeah. And they found out, we sent in our info and then they found out we're from Toronto and they pulled it. They said, sorry. Wow. Really? And this is before the most recent when they put the right. bubble back in place. And oh, so. shit, dude. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to hear yeah. that. They don't want us. It's uh, reminds me of high school, you know. I could just yeah. sit, in a, sit, at that lunch, <laughs> sit at that lunch table, eat another Joe Louie and peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. Jesus Christ, could someone do it? Else, sit down with me and share, you know, share some of this lunch. Who doesn't want a Joe Louie, dude? <laughs> Joe Louie, I was I raised on processed man. <laughs> They're so yeah. good. They're so good. The outside part, the texture on the outside. Yeah, and then someone like when my grandmother was really kind of uh, at odds with me, she'd give me one of those flakies that was just like a fucking science experiment to try and get to school safely because when you got there it was just totally <laughs> fucked up and you're like this is I'm just licking a wrapper like a dog I'm like what, 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 what did I do was it not cleaning my room what, you just just give me some respect man uh, you know but the, the flaky was the most fragile thing on the planet I don't know if you went through some of those in your childhood oh we we, we love the flakies I, I was just gonna say actually Joe I, I've, I've been uh, on your on your suggestion from 20 years ago I'm buying like 16 packs of pizza pops now it's like that's it's just honestly cheese whiz and pizza pops. If you see my fridge, it looks like your fridge from when we were when we were twelve oh. years old. Oh god. That's good, good, good quality food, man. You caught up just in time. Just in time. I love how I love how America's going through a gas hoarding and in Toronto it's pizza pizza. You can't no. find them anywhere. I don't know what's no. going on. I don't know. If this they, guy if, comes if, in with if, a truck. If they stop putting them on, put, putting them on sale, then I'd stop buying them. But yeah, it's just yeah. like you can't, you, you almost can't afford not to buy them, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> there were a few times back in the day when I was overserved and I wake up in the morning with a pizza pop on my chest with one bite out of it, like just the cheese. <laughs> so, like just going onto my shirt. And I'm like, oh, and just say, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. No. When I first moved to Calgary, there was a bunch of us living downtown and we would hit this uh, after late night bar hopping. We would hit this uh, shawarma place and, and rather than buy a shawarma that was already made, we'd go, no, give me give me the platter. I'm going to build it myself. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd wake up the next day just absolutely like it exploded, just rice and tzatziki sauce down on the couch. You're like, ah, yeah. this place is full You've got the whole thing beside you in bed, right? The, the, <laughs> the, 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 the spit. One night stand with a shawarma, just like, Jesus. You taste it all the next day, like 
like, you know, I mean, good times, good yeah, times. No, it's good, <laughs> um, good, good quality I, nourishment. The first time I saw you guys live, <clears throat> this brings me back to these days, was I saw you at the TSC in Memorial University in uh, in St. John's, Newfoundland, back in the day. And I'd already, I already owned McLaren Furnace Room, and I think, I think In the Trees had just come out. And it was just one of those things. I was like, guys, guess who's... Guess who's coming to the university? And they were like, oh, I said, fuck the watch. They're coming. They're coming to the And we were like, fucking what? Are you serious? And so a bunch of us just pre-drank. You know what I mean? One of those things yeah. where the show yeah. is on a Saturday. You start drinking on a Thursday. Blow <laughs> in, like just blurry-eyed. Like, fucking, where's the stage? Yeah. <laughs> All the thing with the lights. It turns yeah. out to find it. And just fucking had time of our lives. It was amazing. And there were so many great shows that came through there at the time. Yeah. Um when you guys think back to your early touring days, does it seem insane to you now? I just saw Dave Grohl put out this new thing about, you know, bands and touring and, and the bus situation. Do you mm-hmm. look back at that shit now and go like, Jesus Christ, how do we, how do we survive and navigate <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that time of our lives? Yeah. I'm surprised we're alive. Actually. <laughs> In a lot of ways, like just the, just the, the touring, it's like the, the physicality of the touring in Canada, coast to coast yeah. winter or not. We had some, some hair raising experiences. That's for sure. Um, and then obviously when you're, yes. So if you saw us McLaren between that, we were probably 22, 23 around that time. Trouble. I mean, but you're, like your constitution is through the roof. You can do anything back then. It's <laughs> like, so, um, you, it, but it did. And, it, yeah. And we tried. Yeah, we tried. Yeah. <laughs> what a way to know, right? Let's give it a it shot. It was a lot of fun. It really was. It was what a gift that we had. And you know what? I wish I could do it again so that I could appreciate it even more. Right. Um, because I, in the moment at that age, you, you think it's just going to last forever you know and in, yeah. in some ways it has but in a lot of ways it's not not the same so yeah I, I i would yeah i, I definitely tag off on that it, it's just it, it's something now especially with this record where you you realize that you know how how lucky you are to, to be able to do what you're doing and and back then i mean maybe it was like it was a it was like a, a self it was like a defense mechanism to not realize what you're doing and just be able to sort of do it but yeah. You look back and you realize that, yeah, that, that was like awesome stuff, man. And people don't, we were just our heads down and we were working, but people don't realize how, how, how great it is to do that and how difficult it is for sure. But just sort of, you know, I mean, and that's, that, that's, that's the rub of life. of not realizing how, uh, how, how great you have it while it's happening. You know, you got to look back on it and realize, God, that was amazing what we did, mm-hmm. you know? So, and that's, and and that's something that, you know, looping back around to this record where it, where it was, you know, just sort of a, I mean, it it was an accidental thing for me. I don't know if Joe would, would tell the same story, but, but we just sort of, it was just like the way we used to do it when we were in Joe's basement, like playing tunes where it's like, okay, you know, we're like, Hey, do you mind? Hey, I got this tune. You want to come down to my place and sing this tune for, and said, Oh, well, I got this tune. You want to put some rock and roll on that? And then, six, seven months later, we're, we're saying, holy shit, man, we got, there's, there's a fucking record here. Like we actually have a record. It was yeah. like a really, a super organic and authentic process. And, and, you know, because we're a bit older, um, I, 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 I kind of cherish that more, more than ever these days because I realize how difficult it is to do it, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's I find it amazing too. And I look back, like I've been doing stand up for 17 years, and I <laughs> some of these drives I would do I was with an American comedian once. We were driving, I don't know, from Calgary to Saskatoon or something. And he's like, he looks at me, and he goes, Are there no other fucking gigs between here? <laughs> you just drive nine hours for, and then we turn around and come back and next. I go, Yeah, that's yeah. Welcome, yeah, yeah. welcome to Canada. Yeah, it's no, there's no fucking and we're blowing through towns. You know what I mean? Like it's not like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just wheat fields and then towns. Like they got yeah. a bar. Couldn't we do a bar? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we do so another gig there. No, we're gig is in Regina and we're yeah. gonna get to fucking yeah. whatever. And it's I realize a lot of uh, Americans are like, yeah, you, what, how you guys tour, even for comedians, it's completely different. Yeah. Have yeah. A dense population like they have in the U S literally every right. hour and a half, you can do a new gig. You know, I don't know if it's the same way for you guys when you were touring. Oh, uh, no, I had the reverse of that. I agree. I remember because all of our first tours, first few years were in Canada and then we added the U S and we became so climatized to these grinds like you'd wake up we got to get up at, we got to hit the road by eight because like if we're going to make an if we're going to make a nine o'clock show we got to leave at 7 a.m right so you got to go right yeah and then we start touring the states we get in in the van we get we start driving we're here like that was an hour and a half we're at the next show what, like what do we do all day you know <laughs> Hey, check in yet, right? You're like, yeah. okay, we're here to check in. After check-in's four o'clock. Uh, <laughs> we're here. We got to shut it. Yeah. 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 It's a different grind, yeah, man. It, it we, we, we used to say, uh, I don't know where it was, but it was like, oh, we had rooms for the, we'd walk into the hotel at like three in the morning. Oh, rooms for the watchman. It says, well, the washroom, just a uh, second door down, <laughs> down, down, down the end of the hall for first year, first left. So no, no, we were like, <laughs> so, which I thought would be a great, you know, if our first record was like, you know, first door on the left, on the which left, would have, yeah. which would have been pretty, the wash pretty good. Idea. The <laughs> the Please welcome the washroom. <laughs> well, everybody needs one, you know, you gotta, <laughs> that's right. Everyone does need one. Um, all right. Let's get into this, this new album. As I said, it, fuck it. Is so good. When I first listened to it, um, I had Sam Roberts on the show a bunch of months ago with his new album. And not only are the songs great, but also like it plays as an album. Like when you go mm-hmm. through one through um one through twelve, it, it it works as a concept of an album. Was that was that in your mind? Because in, in this day and age where people are just, you know, I'll take three and a half minutes from Spotify and whatever, were you guys right. going into it with an actual, yeah, how do we want to how do we want to pace this thing and put it together as a as a complete work? Was that the idea? It, it evolved that way. I think as it's funny you use the word concept album because it's, it started to feel like that to me as, as things progressed. And I think Danny touched on it earlier. I think it has to do with having that gap between the last Watchmen album. I mean, Danny did some, put out some albums. Um, I didn't, but so for me, the gap between the last Watchmen album and this one, you've got like years of life experience to draw on. And in that time, we both had a lot of experiences. We, I think we both went through divorces. We've had kids. We've watched them grow. We've got, and so you, then you get through this vicarious experience through your kids where their worries are my worries. Their pain is my pain. And so I think what happened is in a way, the, the album became this, this summary of our life journey for, in a lot of ways. And so there's almost like, if we wanted to even be even more methodical about it, we probably could have put a real chronology to it in terms of timeline, Mm -hmm. but it does speak to a lot of stuff that happened in that timeframe. So there's, there's a cohesiveness to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, it, it just like I don't I, what I said earlier. It just it, it was it felt so it just it felt very organic and very authentic because I mean, especially for me uh, or not especially for me, but but for me, I just I wasn't expecting what we got at the end of it. You know, I just I wasn't expecting it. I was just sort of I, I wanted to do. Uh, I, I wanted I wanted to sing the songs that Joe said, hey, come and sing this tune. And I wanted him to to work on my stuff, like some of it's older, some of it's newer, some of it we came up with at, at the time. And and I just I just sort of it was it was very organic and authentic and not and not uh, not pre-planned. I mean, I'm not not that there would have been anything wrong with pre-planning it, but I just I love sort of where it where it where the end was. And I, and when we started it for me, I didn't, I, I didn't see a finish line, you know, and I, I didn't, I didn't know what it, what it was going to be like. And, and so it was just like this unexpected, you know, this unexpected gift at the end of, you know, six or seven or eight months worth of, uh, worth, uh, worth of time. And, and it was really, uh, I'm just, I'm excited to have people hear it because, uh, you know, it's definitely, it, it feels like a real, a real timepiece in terms of the sum total of, of, you know, probably 20 years worth of worth yeah. of just life and kids and, you know, divorces and ex-wives and just like a fucking yeah. mess, you know, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. which was the original it, it, title, it was, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I know. We, we, we were looking at like, yeah, it. Just a fucking it doesn't, mess. It doesn't, it doesn't a really fucking mess for tongue. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really roll off the tongue. We're going to go with something a little bit more pleasing. Yeah. But uh, yeah. That's so, so that the, for, for me, it was, um, it was just such a, excuse me, such a, such an unexpected uh, surprise at the end of, 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 you know, several months, six, I don't even know how long it is. Honestly, it was a time warp. It took six months, seven months. I don't even know, but it just it was felt a, like, yeah, maybe collectively we got shut down in there for a bit in the middle of it. Right. Where we right, could, right, yeah, right. We got, we're paused because of various lockdowns, but yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So I just, yeah, just a real, a real, uh, a real celebration of, uh, where we've both been and, and where we, where we want to go, you know, Do you guys feel like for me as a comedian, like I going on stage and doing stuff that I know already works. Yeah. It feels good. You get the laugh. It's, it's adrenaline. It's it all, it's all good. It's all love, but I, it's not the same jazz as like when I have a new idea and I go on stage and I take that yeah. and that thing pops because that almost reinforces like, Oh shit. Yeah. I can, I can still create new shit. I can still, yeah. that thing is still there. Does, does that apply to you guys with this album? Do you think it kind of like shit? Yeah. We, that's still in there. I still got music in me. Mm-hmm. Was for me, I hadn't, I think that I hadn't tapped into that side of myself for a very long time. Like I, I, I used to write a lot of songs and they just, it just stopped. I don't know why it just stopped, I guess, different directions, different focuses. So to have to, and then all of a sudden I just had this resurgence. I wrote like three or four songs in a very short time frame, which was kind of for me, the impetus to get together with Danny and contact him. And so to know that I still had that in me, it was incredibly satisfying. And I think you, you, it's funny, you touch on something too, when you say to, to not just rely on what works. I think for, that uh, might have been subconsciously the reason why we did it with, with other players and not the guys from, from the Watchmen, because it was just, it felt so new that we just wanted to keep moving in with moving forward with something new. Um, wasn't by design to like, it just, that's just how it happened. Right. So I think you're right. There's an excitement to knowing that you have that creativity that you can tap into. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Just that, that, that sort of, uh, that feeling that, yeah, you, you still like, like you say, you still, you can, you can do, I mean, I, I think, I think a lot of people, I think there are some, there are some songs on this record that people that will satisfy sort of Watchmen fans. Like we're not, yeah. you know, we're, we're not re- reinventing the wheel in terms of the stuff that, that we do. Like, I think that, but, but that's not a bad thing, but there are some, some moments and some ideas where, we are taking some chances, you know, and, and we are doing some sort of different things. Uh, and yeah, I, I think it, it does give you that, Hey man, I still, I still got it. You know, I, I can, I can yeah. still do something that, that the people are going to, I mean, hopefully people are going to like, we'll see <laughs> time, time will tell, but, but yeah, I, I think that that's, that was, that was very valuable for us as, you know, individual artists and us as a, as a group of, of music makers. So how does it start? Who, who reaches out to who first and goes, look, I got this thing, jump on it. Uh, where did it start? What was the first inkling? Do you remember? I think I might've called you about a new song I had written or, yeah, I I, we were, it, you know, what? we were like sharing it. a lot of, um, just voice memo records from our iPhones, sending ideas. And then I think I had a song or two that I really wanted to send to Danny. And then I would go to motel and he has his upright piano, which you can see behind him. I bring an acoustic guitar. We just started to work on some ideas. Yeah, there you go. Nice, nice. (laughs) And uh, new TV back there too. Nice, nice big. Oh yeah, I know. You know what else? That's HD right there. (laughs) Propane powered. (laughs) I was on propane. Jesus. You know, you can use that when you move into a care home. <laughs> so those ones you turn on, it takes, it takes a half hour to get going. Like you can just stare at it like that. Yeah. We want, you want to watch a show at eight? Turn it on at 730. Yeah. Let it warm up first. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. But you know, I, you know, it's just foggy memories, but it's all coming back to me now. It's, we were, Danny and I have been doing some acoustic shows as well. Right. Right. And so we started to throw around some ideas, just waiting um, backstage or preparing for the shows. Um, so I think that's probably what originally got it started. And then, um, yeah, then we started to write songs. And then Danny went into his archives of, of tracks and his older hard drives and pulled out some older stuff. And yeah. As no, well as new that, stuff for him. Yeah, t- totally. We, we, we did some stuff together. Like there's a, a shooting movies is one of them that sort of came from sort of came with, with both of us sort of together where we just said, Oh, that's a great riff. And then I'll do this and whatever there, there were, there were some tunes that were old ones for me and, and, and kind of like a big deal for me is I'm, I, I usually most, most often I hate all the stuff I come up with. And so the fact that the fact that something that an idea lasts for 10 years or even 15 years in some situations, it's like, God, there's a reason why I still like this because I, you know, you're, you're, you're always your, your own worst, best critic, worst critic, whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. the, whatever it is. So, so to me, a lot of it was like, God, there's a reason why I still like this tune. And, you know, I want to, I want to hear it this way and I want to get, you know, I want to get Joe all over this. And, and, you know, so it was, there was just, you know, it was all, it was all again, like I say, very organic and very authentic and, and, and the reason why um, 
I, the reason why it's so meaningful for me to to get this out at the end, <clears throat> honestly, I hope people hear it, but I don't even I don't care if anybody hears it. I just I, I'm so proud that that we've done it and that it it just sort of it's a timepiece. If only my kids say, hey, check out what my what my dad did, you know, like 30 years from now, that's going to be uh, that's going to be enough for me, you know. Captured it. Yeah, I captured that time. Um, did you think album right away or were you just like, ah, we got a couple songs and uh, we'll just see where it leads? Or did you go down the album road straight away? I think we tracked where we thought, OK, I think we might have an EP. And then yeah. a few more songs trickled in and there was kind of somewhere with no man's line between EP and LP. And then some of the I, some of the last songs that made it to the record, I think, are, are some of the best ones. So, mm-hmm. There's definitely a point where I said, we said, okay, we can do a full album now. And it's, it's funny. We're talking to friends in the industry and they said, no, you got to break it up. You got to do like, (laughs) you need content. You got to spread out the content. You got to do like two or three songs and then wait, because otherwise you just put out an album and then it's over and then people move on. I guess they're talking about how people consume music now. And we we spoke about it and we decided, you know what? like, Like you were saying earlier, it feels like, really cohesive like all these songs are meant to be served up together yeah so that's what we've decided to do yeah cool <clears throat> now it's weird man it's like it, it, just the way people are consuming stuff in general i was talking to barry katz who's a, a talent manager in la he managed dane cook Chappelle back in the day we talked yesterday <clears throat> and uh i talked about this concept of, of comedy specials like the hour and mm-hmm. are people putting out hours too quickly now because you get these deal of like i need three hours from you in the next six years and comedians used to hold on to shit for two, three years. You'd polish it. It was refined. And then you'd put it out. Whereas now there's this need to just put content out, put content out. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. if that serves the artist as much, you know, because it's, it's, it's more about the business side and cash and checks. And I think everybody who's an artist to some, whether you're an author, a musician, a comedian, you feel that pressure. And I don't know if it serves you very well, if that makes any sense. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, well, wasn't it? Wasn't it uh, like? I mean, this feels like it's about six months ago. But the the CEO of Spotify said, "Oh, you know, musicians need to put out records every six months or something." Like, but wasn't it? Wasn't there something? I I don't know of what I speak, but he was he was blaming <laughs> he, him 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 and his and his several mansions was was blaming uh, the artist for not for not putting out. Uh, content fast enough because yeah, we are in a, in a world where people were consuming things really quickly. And, and uh, I, I, I don't think it's the right, I don't think it's the right, the right way to, to be. I mean, although we don't, I mean, right now there's a whole bunch of artists putting out stuff because there's no live shows, right? There's no cycle. There's no cycle that where you can, okay, we're going to put out this record then we're going to tour for a year and a half. Then we're going to start again or whatever. Uh, there is there, that cycle hasn't been around for a year and a bit. So, uh, but uh, you know, I, I, I think that it's, uh, I don't like the fact that some dude from Spotify might suggest that it might might try and change the arc of the the artistic expression that's been happening yeah. for the last hundred years. I, I don't think that's the right way to be. Um, I mean, I think EPs and singles and TikTok and like, oh, I'm going to put this little idea out. I mean, there's ways of yeah, there's ways of putting out content that that aren't that aren't the same, and and you can still sort of you know be top of mind. But I I, I don't like that idea that that uh, corporate corporate tells you 
tells you what your cycle should be, you know? Yeah. Although when you think about it, just play devil's advocate for a second. Okay. Talk to me, Joe. Yeah. Let's go. Debate. Um, <laughs> if you go back to the, the early days of the Beatles yes. and the Stones, they used to do that. that. They yeah. used to have to make them go into a room and say, Hey, don't come out of here until you have two more songs because yeah. you know, right. I want to hold your hand is killing yeah. it. And we need another song. Right. And it, it is kind of also nice to have these mechanisms where if you, you have a great song, but you don't necessarily have a full album, but you want right. to get it out there. You just throw it out there. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how instantaneous it is now, like, or how right. DIY it can be um, compared to how we used to have to do it. Um, yeah. You know, we can do it on our own, which we pretty much are. Um, well, we have really great people helping us, but it's, it's all our team. We're not waiting mm-hmm. for a big machine to decide if it's good enough or if it's yeah, right. You know, if it's ready, we just, it's up to us. I love, I love that autonomy. That's for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I like that. I like that too. I mean, it used to be, you know, the big studios, the big studio across from across the street from the bar with which is they're, they're like, they're dinosaurs now. Like, it's like, Oh, they like, give me $2,000 a day. And you're going to go in. It's like, really? Oh, like, how about I just buy a Mac and, and get on GarageBand? And if you've got a good idea, you can make it happen. So yeah, they're, they're, I, I definitely appreciate that, that idea as well. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just like, you're, you're putting, you're putting the creativity in the, in the hands of, uh, in the hands of the people who do it, you know, and it's been a long time since, uh, since that's been the way it's been, you know? Yeah. I always have a challenge too. When, when people who are non-creatives tell creatives how to do shit. And, uh, mm-hmm. there's a saying that someone shared with me many years ago, they said, uh, a horse built by committee is a camel. So you go back over there and I'm going to be right. here doing what I do. Yeah. And you know right. what I mean? It's, uh, and you can talk about it and then you can go do the marketing part of it that you need to do. So uh, let me do a thing. All right. Um, let's get into the album itself. The album is called sad songs for sale. Where do we get this title? Where'd it come from? Joe. Oh, We like the way it flows off the tongue. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yes, it works. A Um, bit of an alliteration if we can use the... uh, uh, I was going to say soliloquy, so I'm glad you jumped in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Soliloquy is like a a speech when you have it. When you've got the floor to yourself. I remember that from my Shakespeare days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, A lot of the songs are sad. But there's a positivity to them as well. So uh, we took a bit of a chance for people to maybe get the wrong impression about the album, all being sad. But um, it, it, even though some of, it, some of the songs are um, maybe inspired by sadness, it, it speaks to strength and, and your ability to overcome those moments and come out stronger. So got it. Got it. Um, first track passenger happiness. One of my favorites, this thing is like, it's uh, I, I don't know if this makes any sense. It's like a dirty jumper. You know what I mean? And I mean, like if you're at a dirty show, jumper. yeah. Like if you're at a show, that should have been the title. Dirty, d- jumper. D- dirty jumper. Would it, I, <laughs> that's, that's, that's funny. That's my band coming up. <laughs> I, I was, I was thinking, what does, he, does he mean toddlers? Like the one piece, <laughs> 
Is yeah. that, that just soil soil jumper <laughs> soil jumper dirty yeah. jumper not the same but like I, if you're at if you're at a concert and you guys st- track started into this one it'd be one of those ones where people are you know yeah. what I mean it's that kind of thing yeah and uh, and and one of these lyrics you're talking about being hopeful it's like Jesus I don't know uh, yeah. this line is we're running out of passengers and no one really cares huh? yeah hopeful? yeah you know. <laughs> but then but you know, my life coach. okay well so so that was one lyric but then i kind of said well I, I need to soften that i need to sanitize that line a bit so the next time it's like well no one really notices at right. all you know so like i kind of i said because yeah. the, the first time it was like no one really cares it's like screw it yeah but then it was like no i gotta sanitize it a little bit for the kids you know my 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 my, my toddlers who might hear this you know i, I need to, dad's really sad I, did you hear that <laughs> What? I mean, What's I mean, happening? I mean, we have anywhere I, I to live? Yeah, you know. <laughs> is there food? <laughs> yes. Like on the fridge is full of pizza pockets. It's fucking. I, that, that, that was that was one of the ones that that Joey sort of mentioned that you know a lot of the ones sort of in in the home stretch of of whether we were putting two EPs out or one and a half EPs or maybe or whatever it was just like hey how about this one and I kind of. You know, it, it's been in, it's been in my wheelhouse for a long time, and and uh, I, I've just I've always wanted to hear it. Well, I've wanted to hear it the way uh, the way it is on the record now, and 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 uh, and I kind of uh, I've always liked the idea of passengers. I just the idea of it going along with something. Maybe that's the yep. way I've always felt. Where I'm not a I'm I'm not a leader, but I'm more of a strong follower. <laughs> no, I won't. I, I, I won't. I, I, I won't be driving the car, but I'll definitely yeah. tell you if there's if there's wildlife on the, on the on the side of the road. Yeah, you're like you're supposed to take a left here. You're supposed to take a left yeah, here. Yeah, you know, I, I just like that's always been yeah. maybe maybe from from the days where I you know the first the first ten years of of, of touring. It's like no, I'm not going to drive the van, but I'll stay up with you all night <laughs> and tell you and tell you if there's moose on the side of the road. But I'm not going to drive because I'm not comfortable. <laughs> and, and then I you know so you know I, I guess that's what it is. I've always liked the idea of of that, and you know the song goes from a whole bunch of different places to a whole bunch of different places. But the idea of it, I've always I've always felt very strongly about, and and. Uh, and, you know, it was one that I'm not going to say it almost didn't make it, but it was like, OK, well, what, what about this one? And then it ended up being, oh, geez. And I loved what uh, Joe's uh, Joe's. You know, I, I keep remembering this, Joe, when when Lindsay said, oh, it kind of sounds like the killers has that kind of killers vibe. And I yeah. and I just like and then when I just I said, oh, fuck, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So like, I, I, I yeah. love the killers. And I just sort of like the. I don't know. There's a sort of a, like a, a a bravado and a swagger to it yeah. in in the in the delivery of the of the vocal and the and the and the song itself. And so yeah, I'm it's I'm very so up and it's dark it. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah. exactly it. That's what I was. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. And also too, I feel like we haven't talked about this, but I feel like the album, as much as it encompasses a lot of your life experience, I feel like it captures kind of the world we're living in right now yeah, and that, that vibe of of does anyone give a shit that people are dropping that people are getting mm-hmm. sick has this made us nicer and kinder or has it gone the other way and we become yeah. more agitated and have less patience with each other you know yeah right. it's not all um 
uh, it's not all biographical. It's observational too, definitely yeah. mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. what's going on, especially this year. That's been crazy for all of us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Second track here, Teenage Heart, which is the one you guys have kind of already put out into the world a little bit. Fantastic too. So good. One of my favorites. Um, the lyrics as well. I mean, to me, it seems like it's a, it's a letter to your kids almost to say mm-hmm. like, this world is pretty messed up and here's kind of a manual with which to navigate the main world out there. Um, Tell me a bit about it. Yeah, I I just think it's so... I watch how my kids grow up and they're just glued to their devices and they're putting themselves out in the world through social media to be judged and uh, I just, I hate it, right? And it's so difficult and so... My first experience watching that with one of my kids was with, was with my oldest daughter, who's a, an adult now, but that she would talk about, I just did this posting and I only got this many likes and I'm just like, who fucking cares? Like who, <laughs> who gives a shit, you know? And I just think that uh, there's no real foundation. I'm being like hyper negative here, but when Danny and I, for example, grew up together, we grew up as friends by hanging out. Yeah. Right. We didn't hang out through, through like our postings. Right. And I, so I don't I, think we ever even talked on the phone. Did we like, was, did we ever talk on the phone? I don't know. Like you know, growing up in Winnipeg, you would be like Saturday night and you just, well, there wasn't that many options, but you just kind of like find each other somehow. You, yeah, just, yeah. you just somehow know where people were going to yeah. be. We used to follow the stack you know? of bikes. You just saw a yeah. bunch of bikes laying on a yard. You're like, oh, yeah. fuck, everyone's in there. Yeah. All right. You just go in, knock on the door. Like, Hey, everyone's downstairs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, to your point, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Good way to put it. It's a, almost like a manual to be uh, self-confident and to just be, and believe in who you are and not ex- not seek out exterior validation. Just kind of find it from within, you know. Yeah. You know. What do you think, Dan? Was is that that the message you're getting across? Because I know like people have people have taken the song on. Like it's 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 meant a lot to people. Kind of just that message and and. Uh, that it, it's tough to navigate out there. I don't know how I would have grown up right now in this day and age if I was being measured on every post I had out there. Yeah. You're trying to find yourself as a young person. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm only a young person through my children and vicariously through that, that idea. Um, you know, and, and, but it, it, it feels like, you know, that there were, there was something that I don't, I mean, I don't know, Joe, if, if it was, you know, written with that in mind, but we added, we added sort of, uh, to, to one of the, to, to the lyric video, we added a sort of a component, like a, a, a kid's helpline, uh, yep. uh, like that sort of component to it. And I, I know I, I don't, and that was sort of something It's like, Hey, you know what, like this, this kind of feels like, like the right thing to kind of do. And I, I don't Absolutely know, does. you know, I, I don't know, Joe, if it, if it was, I mean, I don't think we, I don't, I, I believe we didn't enter into that song and that lyric video saying, Hey, we should do this. But then it just sort of felt like, well, this is, this is the right thing to do. This is the right thing to say out loud. It is absolutely. It's very prevalent. Yeah. yeah, And, and, you know, with the bell, bell let's talk or whatever that's called, or it just like, it just like people are, people are, people are realizing uh, a different, uh, different ideas within uh, uh, within dealing with each other, you know, and different problems that teenagers have now that are way totally different from the problems we had as teenagers. It's like a whole different sort sort of story. And I, I just, I, I really, I really enjoyed sort of attaching that to it, even if it was, 
even if it was uh, a, a bit of an afterthought, uh, but it just, it feels like uh, it just, it felt like the right thing to do. And, it, and, you know, we, me and Joe have teenagers and, you know, I'm not following them around. They're, they're, they're more roommates that live in my house now as opposed to, as opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to children. But, but at the same time, the problems that you deal with either they're not, it's not like pink eye and strep throat, but it's just like they're, they're bigger, they're bigger sort of issues now. And it, it doesn't get easier. It gets harder. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's, you know, something that I think speaks of, of the record and, and in terms of how we, you know, how we sort of go about things and, and the topics of our songs. But, but this one particularly, I, I think it, I don't know. I, I, I hope that if it can help one person, as they say, uh, I, I like, I like the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a great song, and it reminds me that if I ever have children, I'm just going to adopt a 21 year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just totally. go just show up at a party with like, yeah, this, is, yeah. this is yeah. this is Bruce, yeah. and uh, he's my kid. And yeah, I, uh, it's way him. easier just to so. practice. It's way easier just to practice having kids, honestly. Like, it, yeah. it's just my my my, my <laughs> suggestion. But I yeah. mean, it's it's like the Peace Corps. It's the hardest job you'll ever love, but it's uh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. nice to it's it, nice to practice. It's but there's work. also a sadness when your kids don't need you anymore. Yes, no, you shit. know, like so. My my daughter. Uh, she went to school in the States this year in Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, and I would scary, right? It was COVID and it was not a regular first year for a college student. And I'd be texting her. How's it going? Nothing. <laughs> hey, I, you probably have exams. How are exams going? Nothing. Like just nothing. It's like nothing. Like you're in quarantine right now. Yeah. You're in your room. That's the size of this office. Chances are she yeah. has her phone with her. her yeah. <laughs> you're still, she's, I'm, she's like, she's just ignoring me. Right. And then it's like, and then maybe a week later I'll get a text from her. I'm so excited. And it'll be like, my laptop's broken or something like, right. you know, like you got to fix this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they I, need I, you when they need you, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I said that to my son. I said, you know what, man? You're too young to ghost your dad. I know <laughs> you have your phone that is like attached to your yes. fucking head. You're, yeah. I know it's there because that's all you're doing. You're too young. You but get your own, buy your own fucking groceries and and do whatever, and yeah. then you can ignore me for ten minutes. But I know your phone is there. So. I know your phone is there because I'm fucking paying for it. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you who you just texted, but I look at the bill right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I should just I should just call uh, call Rogers or Virgin and say, all right, just take him off. Done them. for a week. Done for a week. You're done from eight p.m. onwards. Um, yeah. the, the third song on the album. Dude, this one like uh, love you less. Yeah. Um, tell me, tell me what this one. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, you, or if you yeah. can, Joe, if you yeah. can, <laughs> yeah, it's well, you're right. It's about the, accepting the fact that two people have kind of moved in different directions, but based on the idea of how what a well, that's the lyric, but what a mess it would be to try to yep. to separate and divorce. You just kind of resign yourself to living together and living separate lives. Yep. So it's just about, you know, there's highs and lows to any marriage relationship. And that's just a song written around one of the lows, you know. Yep. A funny story. My good friend of mine, he, he got divorced, but there's no kids involved. So he said, like... Not a word of an exaggeration. He got 
They signed the papers and he never spoke to her ever again. It was just wow. over because there's no reason to, right? You right. can move on. You don't have to work out like yep. custody or payments. Offs and stuff, yeah. So he said he hadn't spoken to her in about 10 years. <laughs> he, was, he was late for a meeting and he's running down Young Street trying to make it to a meeting. And he sees so his ex-wife coming at him that he hadn't seen in 10 years. And he just kind of kept going and goes, hey, and just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of stopped to say, "Hey, well, she's the gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> just a decade. Yeah, later. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you. All right. Yeah. Good to see you. Um, no, but it was, it's a it's a great tune because it's like I think anyone who's been honest about their relationship or past relationships, I think they will definitely relate to the to the vibe of that song and the lyrics that are in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a great one. It's a great one. Thank you. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. When I wrote it, it was one of those songs that came really quick. And I started writing it and this guy came to my front door to fix my, my oven and I didn't want to lose. I let him in and I like, he was, you were in the I just, vibe. but I don't like leaving those guys alone because you know, that's right. <laughs> so they piss in your coffee pot. They can do anything they want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to stay in the room. So I wrote the song with this guy in my, right, right there. He's in, he was should in, have uh, called it oven cleaner. Yeah. Well, you should have <laughs> called it oven cleaner, man. Yeah. That would have been yeah. the name of the record right there. Yeah. Oven cleaner. Uh, so you let him in and then you were, you were just, I just kept going. Like, yeah. yeah. You're like, I have no idea. And now yeah. I can't find my watch. So I mean, I don't know. The oven, the I always I get that moment when the, when they were someone's in your house and you realize your wallet's on the counter or something. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I just holy it. fuck! I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your social insurance. I just assume the worst in everybody. I just assume everybody's a thief. That's it, man. Yeah. 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 Welcome two, to two, adulthood. Two years yeah. later, your identity stolen. You have no idea. You can't piece it somehow. But it's yeah. like that guy who oh, came so in my two years ago. Some guy with an oven cleaning company. Now he's like <laughs> called Joe. Like what the fuck? He's the oven king. The oven king. It's a great name. Um, shooting movies. Um, oh. Dude, this is one of my favorites. Too. It, it's funny. You know, I, I'm, I, you're talking to me I'm, and, and you're telling me what the running order is. Because I'm don't thinking, yeah, what, what's next? What like, is I'm next? Thinking, like I'm, <laughs> I'm surprising you with your own running order. Oh, Jesus. Clearly, Joey did this. All right. Uh, you're going to really enjoy it, Dan. Stay tuned. Uh, yeah. The next one that you're on, uh, <laughs> shooting movies. I thought this lyric was pretty cool. Gone are the days when I was on the bright side of the room. Now, is that a guy right from fuck man? I remember doing snow jobs back in the day <laughs> and fucking freezing my ass off on a ski hill. And now where, where's this coming from? And that, that, that came from, so, so this is one of the tunes that, that, uh, because you know, the, the, this, the, the culmination of this record, you know, some is a lot of songs Joe brought, a lot of songs I brought. And then I think, I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, this might be one, one of the ones that, that we did together where it started yeah. with you. Like, I, I mean, it was yeah, definitely I had that one main guitar riff and yeah, like it, it was definitely one section of and then you, you wrote a chorus for it. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, so that, uh, so it means a lot to I me. Mean, for me, it, I, I wrote it around, I own a bar, a lot of the lyrics uh, center around, uh, one of one of my regulars who said to me uh, <laughs> once, he said, oh, I was just talking to my accountant and I he told me I spent 35 percent of my money at your bar. Really? <laughs> it's like, sort of like, like, holy shit, man. Well, that's uh, you're putting my kid through school. I appreciate that. Uh, <clears throat> but he uh, he's like this. Uh, 
you know, he's a super creative guy. He's, he's written, he's written shows for CBC and key comedy shows. And, and, uh, and he's, he just, he shoots these like little cell phone movies. And so there are three, three titles of his movies are in that song. One oh, of cool. which is, um, Oh shit. Now I got to remember, uh, uh, watch my coat is one. It's like, Oh, it'd be great to have a, cause he was at a bar once and some girl said, Oh, can you watch my coat? And then she went outside for like 45 minutes. And he's like, well, who's this girl? Like, I like, what am I, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so he figured, Oh yeah, I'd write this little short movie about watch my coat, uh, you know, in a bar. And, and, uh, so he's always shooting movies and another one's called papers. Yeah. It was like where he has some, he has some pot at home, but he can't find his papers. Right. So he, so he goes to the, so he goes to the convenience store like 10 minutes away and he's sort of buying all this stuff. And, he ends up like buying all these like snacks and whatever. And then he gets home and he realizes, holy shit, I forgot to buy papers. <laughs> like the one reason he went out. So, so, it, you know, just, I mean, it, that, that, that was sort of, you know, built around the last 10 years of my, of my, you know, bar, bar purveyor time. And, uh, you know, just writing it about local people that have uh, had a bit of a big effect on me over the last little while. And, and I love the riff and it just sort of felt like, Oh, this is great. And then the line you're referring to where it just sort of felt like, you know, I'm on one side of the bar. I used to be on the other side of the bar, you know, like it it just sort of had that, like I used to be, you know, I used to be on stage under the lights and not behind the bar. And it just sort of, you know, it just sort of, it was, it feels like a kind of a culmination of, of, of the last, you know, 10 or so years of my life. And it just sort of, it just kind of felt correct. And I had, I had suggest, I had this lyric that I suggested to Danny, where I say, I wouldn't want it any other way. Mm-hmm. And then by the time Danny was done, he said, I guess I'd want it any other way. Mm-hmm. All right. We just small. kind of took it the other way. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Well, we, we, we do it. Yeah. We do it a couple <clears throat> different ways, but yeah, it would just, you know, it, it's like one of those, that's one of the songs for me that, that's, that speaks uh, the, the most of the most of present day uh, and, and the way I've felt over the last little while. And it's, uh, you know, it's meaningful because of that. Yeah, no, great tune. Great tune. This one to, uh, the next one, Dan, just so you know, is, uh, seasick. <laughs> and, okay. uh, this one, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. I got that one. Sings that one? Yeah. And, uh, we, uh, killers and, uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, uh, I love that one. Cause this one reminds me of, a little bit of throwback to you guys. Uh, there's a bit of kill the day in this for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's got that vibe to it, but I think it's uh, yeah, it's probably if not my fave, it's in the top two mm-hmm. on this album. Tell me a bit about this one. Where did this come from? This was I don't know if you did did you there was this video during the when COVID first hit of this um emergency doctor in Saudi Arabia I saw this little clip where he he came home opened his door and his kid came running at him and he screamed at his kid to stop because he was worried he was still contagious or right. he didn't want his kid to get infected and then the guy just collapses against the wall and starts bawling right and I saw this and I got kind of choked up right um because I also I have little kids too so um yep. um so I started it kind of inspired me to start writing this song like because yeah, none of these uh, doctors for uh, first response any 
nurses. They don't sign up for it. So the, just the lyric, like, how did I get here? How did this fall on me? I should have kept my hand down. Now I'm seeing things I can't unsee. Right. So yeah, kind of started there, but then it became it kind of like the, the, uh, the content just kind of widened about it doesn't necessarily have to be like in the medical profession. It's just like a life's journey and right. the twists and turns and the decisions you make and how, like just fate, how fate brings you to where you are today. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's amazing. It was it's such a good tune. I think it'll be a great one live too. I think when you get to, you get to that point, it's going to be one that I think a lot of people, especially people who have followed your career. I think yeah. it's definitely a song that people can go like, Jesus, like it's a sing along song. It's yeah. easy to sing along. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, no. It could be like, I, an all I, 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 I wake up, uh, I, I wake up singing that song. There have been times when, and I don't, that's, that's rare. I don't often sing my songs when I was like, why, why is this, why is this fucking song in my head? They say, I don't often, but yeah, I, I have woken up on several occasions over the last few months singing that tune. So. Yeah, no, it's a great, great tune. Um, the next one is at home and it's just, it's pretty much you on the, on the, on the keys on this one. Dan. Right. Um, this one, I can I know where you put this in the set. I'm going to predict you'd be like, fucking, you just end on a banger. You fuck off. You do that yeah. thing where just you fuck off. And then people are like, do I piss? Do I stay? What happens? And then you come back out, just sit at the keyboard and you bang this one out. Am I right? Uh, yeah. That all I, sounded I, so I good, so. by the way. I can't wait for that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, ni- ni- nice memories. Nice historical memories. Yeah. Even even if you had to go to the bathroom at the time, there's still still nice memories. Sticks around the scene. Um, no, no. <clears throat> yeah. You know what? I, I, I that, that this is a song that that has been in my in my wheelhouse for I don't even know how long, but it's been it's been a few years. I've done it a few times. Um, I mean, some, some solo shows, I've done a couple of like solo piano shows, like historically over the last while. I mean, not much, but, um, but it, it's something that I played for a long time. And, and I don't know, it, it, it just, it, it reminds me of me because it's just, you know, there, there's a mournfulness to it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of being alone, but I, but it's comfortable, you know, like it's yeah. just, it's just this sort of like taking, taking the shit that, taking the shit that happens in your life. I'm tired of this, but you know, I'm comfortable with it. I can handle it. You know, it, it just, it sort of has a, you know, there might be a, there might be a bit of a throwing your hands up component to it, but um, it just, I don't know. It just speaks of, it speaks of my life, um, you know, over, well, just the whole thing of my whole life, <laughs> you know, it just yeah. sort of it feels like, all right, well, this, this is the lot that this is the lot that I've been given. I mean, it was definitely, you know, definitely, you know, built around my, my first, my first and failed marriage, my only, my first marriage and my only failed marriage. And so, so it sort of has that, all right, I'll just, I'll deal with, I'll deal with what's going on. Uh, I'm not happy about it, but I just feel like, all right, this is my lot in life. And then, you know, luckily and thankfully, um, I, I move beyond that so that, you know, I won't, uh, I won't write another song like that again, you know, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm hoping, you know, and, and, you know, successfully hoping, uh, but yeah, that, that, that's sort of what that reminds me of. It's a bit of an oldie, but a goodie. And it's one of those that have, because it's meant so much consistently over so many years, it's like, yeah, well, if, if this song still, you know, if, if I, if I still feel as emotionally behind this as I do now, then I think it's worth, it's worth putting out, you know? Yeah. So there's yeah. some truth to that too. In the comedy world, a lot of comedians will say, 
if I don't write it down and it still stays with me, that there's something to that. Well, like, yeah, no, and that hasn't yeah. gone away. <clears throat> yeah, and that that that's a big deal for a lot of these a lot of these tunes we do. I mean, shooting movies, and there there are definitely some original new new ideas that are within this but a lot of these songs have been around for a while and to me like i said i'm 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 my biggest critic as we all are in the entertainment business and and you know if 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 it's still around and it's been here for 10 years there is a reason why that is the case and you need to you need to respect that and i think you know i i feel that that's what we did with that with that song Great tune. Great tune. Next up is Porch Light. This is one of my favorite lyrics in the whole thing. Uh, I got chords and I got truth. I got wisdom for my youth. Come on, Jesus. You're not going to put that on a T-shirt? Are you shitting me right now? (laughs) Who's not putting that on a T-shirt? Who's not wearing that? (laughs) Yeah. That song is uh, just basically... It's a song. It's funny. It's kind of like a conversation with a song, if that makes any sense. So yeah, yeah. a song about a song. It's a so basically it's it's me saying, "Where have you been?" Because you're back now, and I'm loving having you back. Right. But where have you been? And like I put the porch light on for you, but you never gave it down. Like I've been waiting forever. So it's just kind of like a celebration of finding your. As Jim Morrison would say, your muse again. Yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Or, muse. or maybe Jeff Martin would say it. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Either one. Okay, uh, uh, Trent, Trent, can I can I can I ask you a question, Trent? Fire, fire. There is this. There is because uh, uh, we we did one of these podcast things when I was staying at my buddy's. Yeah, yeah. My my friend's place, and you were in a suburb in I Calgary. You up, yeah. Right, and there was there was this this thing where the area I can't remember the area we were in. But there was like this thing, this where if you if you put a blue if you put a blue light on your porch, like on your porch light, that meant you were a swinger. Right. Like, did you have you ever heard that shit in Calgary? Because well, I've, well, I've, I've heard blue light. I've also heard if you if your garage door is or if your open. garage door. But yeah, if it's open now, I go. Six what, inches, if, what if your fucking garage door is just broken? Yeah. I know, <laughs> I know. Now so I got people coming in thinking I'm all about some crazy business, buddy. Right. I'm right, just right. trying to no, fix so, my garage door. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the suburb, but it's like Auburn, wow, Bay. Kind of, Auburn Bay, I think is where you were. Yes, actually, you're right. It may be you're right. OK, yes. well, anyway, so that the when so some there have been moments. I know that, Joe, I know that's not what the song's about, but there have been moments where it's like the porch light. It's like, well, if it's blue, that means you're yeah, uh, exactly. that, mean, that means you go this way. You Just know? out here changing the bulbs, honey. Not <laughs> <laughs> tonight. No, have not a good time today. in Hawaii. Oh, it's the blue light thing. It's a blue light it's special. The blue light thing. <laughs> the blue light special. Blue light go. special. There you go. Um, <laughs> No, I, it's a, it's a great tune. It's, uh, and I, yeah, I just, I love, uh, I love the choruses to so many of these songs too. Like they are, a lot of them are very, very sing alongable. If that's yes. what one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. morning song. All right. That's the next one, Dan, uh, yeah, morning song. Jesus. If you, what are you, you going to get walk into your kid's room and you're going to sing that to him. That's, that's like, you would wake a small child with this almost like a nursery rhyme type vibe. Like it's a beautiful song. That, that's it's it's one of my favorites so joey you can you can speak more specifically to it but it is it is one of my favorites and and you know I, I'll, I'll, I'll before i send you before i pass you off joe i, I would just 
like to, to me, it just, uh, you know, it, it, it feels like I know I have a feeling of, of what it's about. And, and it just sort of feels like, uh, it's just, it's just sort of, it's like comfortable. It's like, it's like red wine in your mouth. It's just like the same, the same temperature as, as what just sort of comes out of your, it comes out of your face, you know, mm-hmm. for me anyway. And, and it's one that's been around for a little bit, Joe, you wrote it a, a few years ago and the watchman did so certain versions or me and you did some certain versions of it yeah, we do a lot, yeah. over the years. Yeah, interesting. Uh, but yeah, it just, it feels like, you know, I, I know, I know Joe's kids. I know, I know what it's about and it just sort of, I don't know, puts a smile on my face when I, when I sing it. So yeah. off to you, Joe. Yeah. It's about my son. So my son was very young when we got divorced. And so he dealt with a lot of disparity between how, <clears throat> something as simple as bedtime would be dealt with in one house and then it would be dealt with in our house. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just would have fear of going to bed. Right. He was very little. And I guess anxiety because sometimes I'd be there and sometimes I wouldn't. And so this house that I had rented had a big tree outside the window and in the summer, the birds would start really early. Right. So I would say you could just go to bed and be brave. Um, in the morning, you'll hear them. The birds will sing you the morning song to you. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I, I didn't even know that you're yeah. choking me yeah. up, Joe. Yeah. Wow. Stop it. Will you? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's and amazing. then it's funny because we have played it a few times. Um, the, the, the bridge says, uh, golden boy, I love you. So just go and be everything you were meant to be. And somebody, thought that that was about Winnipeg, about us saying goodbye to Winnipeg and moving on because of the golden boy in Winnipeg. Right. Know? So, <laughs> right. Um, anyway, just so, yeah, that's, a, it's a, it's a very personal song. Um, I'm proud of it. I think, uh, I, you know, I'm proud of it melodically and the chord changes, but yeah, it's for my son. And I just recently told him when we did this album, he's, he's 15 now. Right. So right. Um, I said, the song's about you. Wow. And he was just like, you know, he was really touched. Oh, that's amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Thanks so much for sharing that story. That's amazing. No problem. I'll say it also. Danny and I, even though we never talk about what the songs are about. That's amazing. I'll write a song and I'll give it. I'm I'm learning as much as you. (laughs) (laughs) We did what? It's about what? Jesus Christ. I didn't know I was singing that the whole time. Uh, But I think he just kind of makes it about what it has to be about for him to sing it. Right. Yeah, with such no, I, I've conviction, been, you know. Make it yeah, there, there, there was something that reminds me of of what it was a, a very large compliment that Ryan, 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 Chong, sorry, Chalmers, yeah, our Chalmers, yeah, our, our our drummer, our drummer, and the guy engineer who mixed and mixer, this, yeah, yeah, engineer and mixer, and and you know, just amazing, amazing dude. I remember he said something. It wasn't so long; it was a couple months ago, but just because I'd come down and like I, you know, I'd be reading the lyrics and and and. He just said, you know, like you have this way of of singing the tunes like like you own them, you know, like he said that. And I was just like, well, yeah, like I've been singing. I've been singing Joe's songs. He's been playing my songs for like for for like I'm, I'm I want to I want to say 12 years, but it's been probably 32, you know. So uh, and that was a really big, uh, a big compliment in terms of because I do I, I put my. I don't know. I, 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 I put my, I put all of myself into, into the stuff that I do. And I need to, if I'm going to sing it right, 
then I need to, I need to kind of own it while I'm doing it. And, and that's, you know, that's something that, that was a big deal for this record and, and, you know, and, and able to happen because of how close me and Joe are and have been for 40 years, you know? So yeah. it's a no, big it's deal. A, it's a testament. Yeah. It's a testament to that friendship and that connection. And uh, what I think, and I believe this with any kind of art, the more you go inside, the more universal it becomes, you know, like you can talk mm-hmm. about something extremely personal that you feel like, man, I'm, I'm, you know, ripping my heart out here, but I mm-hmm. feel like when you put it out in the right way, people do start plugging their own life into it and and it resonates with them Mm -hmm. and they plug it into their own experience. And I feel like that's, that's the best thing about art is just having that vulnerability to go back deep with it, you know? And that's the danger of being overly specific about what a song's about too, because you can, you can demystify tracks or if somebody go, Oh my, like Daniel said, I have, it could be people have a perception that it's about something completely different that really moves them. And then you, you could, you have to be careful. You don't take that away from them. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Creative, uh, some creative grace there. Uh, this one, I tell you, man, this one, <sighs> top two, top give me, three. Give me a title. Give, give me a title. Give me a title. Give title, me a title and band. Um, <laughs> uh, metal dude. I, uh-huh. I kind of discovered it. Like I, I was listening to all of them, but then like, you know, sometimes you listen to something over and over again and something becomes a new favorite and metal to me, Jesus, it's just, it's almost like three or four songs into one. And oh, shit. Uh, dude, I oh, love shit, it. I love, I love it. It's a, it's a great, great song. I think it's, one yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that, that's a, that, that, that's, that's one of the tunes that, that make metal and we'll, we'll get to it, but radiator, the, those two uh, sit and sit in a place where I've had these, I've had these ideas in my head for a long, long time. And, and it was, you know, really the first time it was, it was kind of realized uh, it started, you know, I'm going to my, my first wife in my, at my first house in Winnipeg where I was, where it was raining and I put this roasting pan outside with like a dick, like a, a cassette player dictaphone underneath it while it was raining. It's like, Oh, it would be neat to be neat to record the rain and see like, and so I actually did that and then put it into the track that that song has been around for a long time. And again, like what we, we speak of where it's like, you know, if you still like something so many, so many years later, it's, it, it's a big deal. And uh, so, you know, for me, it's a real, I know it's a real celebration to get, to get this song to, to finally a, a place that I'm, cause I've never really played it out loud. You know, it's never, it's never really happened, you know, and, uh, but it's been around for so long. So now, you know, for me, it's a real, that's a real celebration of, of the fact that, oh my God, I still like the song and I'm so proud of it. And, uh, and now it exists in a place that um that everyone can hear you know and yeah it is a whole bunch of songs there's bridges that happen twice yeah. there's choruses that oh, change and because we're learning the, i have to learn these like yeah. a lot of this happens so quickly a lot of the guitar parts i just said oh let me try this i'm gonna try that and now i'm like how the hell am i gonna do this live so right right um but so i we have we're doing this live stream show at the horseshoe um I just bought, I just bought a ticket today, actually. Oh, nice. So we just announced that and I'm learning metal. I'm like, (laughs) 
is going on here? Is this jazz? Here, I'll show it to you. So yeah. I, had to, I had to write it down. Look at all those chords changes. I'm like, it's all the chords. And we're just going to play yeah. all of them. Yeah. I remember music, I was, one time I was, uh, I was writing a song for this artist for uh, Sony BMG and they hooked me up with this French Canadian guy. And we're sitting down and there's a third guy. And this guy's like a really schooled musician. He's doing like these chord changes on a piano. He's like 13 chords in. Without it, without going and like Og and Elevens and this back, French Canadian back guy to the goes, one. Jesus Christ, buddy, this progression never going to turn around or what? <laughs> Are you never going to get back to one? Like, like how we're going to get on the radio? You're 13 chords in here. We haven't gone back to the root yet, you know. <laughs> anyway, do a sound check over here. Let's go. This, this Let's is go. not bad, but I had to write it down. It's like, yeah, no, it's, it's uh, yeah, it, yeah. Well. It's I don't know. It, it just it, it means a lot. This this one was a big deal for me to get out because I've been thinking about it for years and years. And it's just and it it's really it's it's come to fruition in, in a in a way that I that I couldn't uh, that I couldn't have imagined, you know, and I just thought it was like, all right, well, I just have this song in my head. That's where it's going to stay forever and ever. But now it's sort of out there and it, it's, a, it's a, a really big deal for me. I think you, sometimes you just need an outside party, whether it's myself mm-hmm. or Ryan or Dustin, um, just going, Oh man, that's really good. Let's do it. Yeah. You're like, really want to do it? Like, yeah. We want to do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, I remember actually talking to Ryan because metal metal was one of the last ones to be mixed. And I mean, I mean, it was just kind of saying, Hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe it'll just have 11 tunes on it. Maybe it'll just be 11 tunes. I was like, Oh, you know, I'm really happy with what, with what's happened thus far. I wasn't expecting it. And then, you know, Ryan sent, just a, the roughest of rough mixes. And I'm saying, holy crap, man. I, this is like, I couldn't get wiped the smile off my face for, for like six hours. Cause it was like, yeah, it's like, and we haven't even, we haven't even gone into it yet. And it's, yeah. and, and it, it's sitting in a, in a really good spot. So that, that's, that, that was a really big deal for me that too. No, you should be proud of it because I think of all the music I've heard from you guys, I feel like it's 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 not like it's a drastic departure, but it, I can't say it's like anything else you've ever done in terms of that the spirit of it and the vibe of it and how, mm-hmm. how it rolls. I feel like it's 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 unlike anything you've ever done, and that's a great thing to say as a as an artist. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I agree. That that's that's high praise, absolutely. Um, uh, this one here, locked up is next. Now I'm telling you right now, you could rename this, put it in brackets, knocked up because a lot of babies have been made. <laughs> while people are listening to this thing all right yeah. you know people are in each other's back pockets right now they're like jesus i can't go outside i can't see anybody else i'm with this person you put this coronials team. coronials i think they call them is that what it's called <laughs> <laughs> um and it, oh man great tune great tune what's the what's the origin of of this one uh of locked up well it's it, it's a. Uh... It's an unabashed love song, which I've never put an album before because you always you're a little bit protective about letting people like there's no there's kind of no disguising it. It's just yeah, like I love my wife and I'm going to write a song about her. And uh, so that's really what it's about. And I guess you reach a certain age where you don't give a shit what other people think or because there's a lot of cynical people like who will just ah, like, you know, if you, you're, you, you let yourself, you expose yourself too much, but I really don't care anymore. So I said, I'm just going to write a love song and it's about, you know, you, you kind of nailed it about being, being very grateful that this is so tough to navigate right now, but thankfully I'm with somebody who I, I really love and admire so I can get through it. I remember, uh, 
Danny's wife, Lisa, was <laughs> listening. She came in right when Danny was singing it. And she was sitting there like this. And she goes, Jesus Christ, Joe. <laughs> uh, she's kind of looking at Danny like, you don't do this shit for me. <laughs> Yeah, we're 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 still we're still we're still dealing. I'm still I'm still dealing with the fallout from that one, but you know, I'll, 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 I'll get to the other side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, look, I took I take Joe's lyrics and make them my own. It's pretty much like I wrote it. What do you it's want? Your song. It's your yeah, song. Yeah. It's me saying it to you. And then you end the whole. Or sorry, no, we got Radiator after this. Oh, jeez, I was thinking muddy, muddy. But it starts off poppy, but then it gets real rocky. That makes any sense. Is this yeah. No, I, I, I don't. It doesn't make any sense, man. Doesn't that make makes, any sense. That, to you. that makes like, absolutely first no time sense. You're hearing all this. We should play I, you, the song. You, 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 you got to start that. You got to start that again. <laughs> um, yeah, Radiator uh, again uh, about uh, a relationship relationship with my ex wife because I my side of the bed was right by the radiator. <laughs> my mom hates it because she feels like. Oh, she put you by the radiator. Says, no, mom. Like, I, I, like it was. That's where the heat was. That was. That was the better. That was the better side of the bed. She, she put you know. So my my mom hates the tune, but but uh, but yeah. I don't. I, again, well, one of these that that has existed in my life for a long time, and the melody. I don't know. I just. I. I've been. It's. It's lived. It's lived with me for so long, and. And it's it's such it's such a great treasure that I've you know been able to get it out and and have it sound as strong as it does you know like that it's been it's been a big deal like da 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 just like that kids yeah. melody that like that here comes the sun melody that sort of simplicity uh, I don't know it's it's been it's a big deal for me so you know so so much of this record is like God I'm so glad I got that shit out you know I'm so yeah. glad that. Sure, we got some new tunes and I'm singing, you know, Joe's tunes, but, the, you know, some of these, you know, some of these are, are it's just such a big deal to to get them out in the open in such a strong way. And, and then you let me do a minute and a half guitar solo. Well, right. Yeah, well, exactly. It's like, all right, well, okay. Yeah, okay. You can go now. And then I say, Hey, here it is. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it is. It's kind of, it's the only song with a, like a, a serious guitar solo in it. I mean, there's a couple, no, there's, but there's a few, yeah. There's a, but that one just, you just that, haven't heard them yet. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> right. I, I haven't heard the final mix yet. They're, they're keeping me, they're keeping me in the dark, but uh, yeah. So that, that's uh, that, that one was a big deal for me. Like that, that one in metal, they, they live in the same, they yeah. live in the same wheelhouse in terms of songs that I've been so happy and proud of for so long. And finally that was, that was a big deal for me uh, getting, getting that one out and out, out in the open. Yeah, no, it's uh, another great one. Um, and we end this album with uh, my little note here was moody little number, moody little number. Moody and little it's called number. two days, two days, moody little number. And I want to ask the question, why this song at the end? Why did you want to end the whole thing with this one? Um, uh, well, you know, when, when, I mean, first of all, like you're dealing with running order, it's, I mean, okay, well, this is, this is, this is what, this is where I'll go with. This is where I'll go is that some of my favorite albums of all time. And I, I often think about REM records at the time. Um, like the, I, I was actually, there was a time in my life when I was thinking, Oh, I should do like, I was going to, I wanted to put out an, an album of REM covers that just dealt with all of the last records on uh, all the last songs on all the records. 
because uh, to me, I mean, especially in, in this record as well, uh, when you're, you know, you're telling a story from front to back and the last song, I don't know. I just, it feels like there it, it's, it's, it's just, it's sort of the time to sort of like to culminate everything that you've, that you've done in the previous 40 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever. So the, the, so the last songs, so the last songs on my favorite records over the last 40 years are, you know, most often my favorite because it just, I don't know, they just seem to, they just seem to sort of like tell, tell a somber story at the end. I don't think we've ever had a fucking rock and roll song ending any of our records. There are always like, I think Brighter Hell was one of our last songs on one of the records. I, I I'm, I'm guessing, but so I don't know the, the, the last songs on records have always been uh, my favorite. And, and this one is, you know, it's, it's, I don't even know if it's a song. It's like, it's maybe 25% of a song, but it was just sort of a moment in time where, and it was the only one that was, that wasn't really recorded in the way that we recorded the other one, it was, it was sort of a demo of mine from years ago. And it just spoke of, you know, it spoke of the first time, the first, like the, the, the origin of breaking up with my wife. And I, I sung it in some rehearsal studio and there was, you know, music in the background and it just sort of felt like, yeah, you know what, this, this song sounds like it hurts. And, and it, it kind of, you know, I, I, I could have redone it, you know, you know, in, in the times when I was doing a lot of my recording, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go and sing another vocal. I'm going to do it. But if this one felt like, no. yeah, this one, this one feels like it hurts and, and you can't, and you can't change it. And it's, it literally, it is literally a moment in time because we, we were thinking, oh, should we go yeah. in and should we go in and try and redo it? And it's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, sure. We could, and we could make it more, you know, high fidelic or, or whatever, but there was a, there was an element of it that that just spoke of of just enormous pain yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and and was written two days after my you know what what I thought was my life back then fell apart and and uh, thankfully it didn't it was actually it's you know it's been built back stronger than ever but at the time it just it spoke of, it spoke of exactly what it sounds like and it, and it fucking hurt. And, uh, and now it's way better. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I knew when we heard it, I just kind of said, I don't, I think we're done with this one. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just, let's just EQ it a bit and <laughs> throw it on the album because to Danny's point, I don't think he could ever replicate that this, the, the sincerity or the, the emotion of that vocal take ever again, you know, it was just captured. So we just left it and I'm really glad we did. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I remember, I remember recording it and it was at six sixty Richmond when I was like, I had to get out of my house in the, in the morning. And I was just like, okay, well I can't fucking, I got to get out of here. And I was just like renting a place to like, just record my stuff. And it was like, I just kind of did it in the middle of, 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 of chaos and it's lasted I don't know, like 12 years, 15 years, whatever it's been. And it's just like, yeah, you know, this feels like it says the right thing. And, and I appreciate uh, all of, all of like the whole record in terms of that, where it's like, yeah, let's like, let's leave this. Let's do like, it was just about making it, making it feel right. And, 
and and say the right thing and exude the right emotion and and that was kind of the end of it and that's sort of and that song and so it was the perfect place to end and it's just yeah. like it's like you know what is it like it's like 70 seconds long you know oh yeah it's like under two minutes but yeah. it just has a haunting quality to it and then the way we mixed it we just slammed it shut so you felt kind of like yeah it was just your like seat oh, a little bit yeah so it felt yeah. really effective as a closing track yeah no it's amazing um Guys, honestly, man, like it's it's so so good. I know you know people have been coming up to you guys after shows for years, going like, "Is there any new music? You guys got any new music?" And now you have sad songs for sale. Be so fucking proud of it. It is Thank you. incredible. Uh, I guess folks can can do can pre order it now. I guess right, but it drops yeah. officially May twenty eighth. Um, such a good album. I think it's going to be bring you nothing but great things. Um, hoping to see you guys live at some point down the road. I know you guys Hope are doing so. a show at the shoe. When is the horseshoe show again? It's June uh, 24th. 24th. 24, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a stream show, right? Yeah, yeah. live stream. Yeah. Buy tickets. Uh, I've already done so. Dudes, thanks so much, man. This was awesome. So, Thank so- you. Thank, Thank you, Trent. It's it a lot great. of fun. 